Oh, thank you. And we're back. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Did you guys miss us? Did you have a good off season, Sam? I did have a good off season. I bought a house. None of my players got put on IR immediately. So far, so yeah, pretty good off season. Yep. That's good. I uh, dropped everybody, which was the absolute best decision I could do for my shit of a team. I was going to ask on purpose. I forgot the deadline. <laughs> Just kidding. I, it was so on purpose that I literally dropped players the night of the keeper deadline because fuck them, that's why. Yeah, you showed them who's boss. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, shall we start this old... Sorry, I have a big old chunk of taco in my mouth. Taco Tuesday. I don't <clears throat> want to know about your sex life. For shame. <laughs> your loss no <laughs> no it's not <laughs> but <laughs> shall we start this this thing off by re- reviewing off-season trades maybe i think we should and just because i'm the one who comes to these things prepared i have a list of all the trades that were done in the off-season and i've got them ordered in chronological order would you like to know that chronological order Fuck you. <laughs> I'll take that for a yes. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so the first trade we saw this offseason, uh, June 6th, was the uh, Lawrence and Winfield trade, where Lawrence received uh, Lamar Jackson and Winfield's 11th round pick, uh, and Winfield got Miles Sanders, Kirk Cousins, and a 19th round pick. Uh, since I was involved in that one, um, Brandon, take it away. What do you think? I mean, I saw it both ways. Um... I didn't like seeing you get Lamar Jackson. That disappoints me for a personal reason. But I don't think anyone got ripped off. I mean, you gave Miles Sanders, which is a very, you know, very worthy draft pick. Or not draft pick. Very worthy player. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think it's a fair trade. I hate to see it because now your weakness is solidified. Now there really is no weakness. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what, what we were looking at. Uh, obviously, I didn't have anything at quarterback, and I really needed a quarterback to be able to compete, um, as we saw last year. And Winfield didn't have a second running back, so I just felt the needs for both teams seemed to make sense. You know, it, he's going to be able to replace Lamar Jackson's production enough. So the, the difference between what his lineups uh, – Point total will be will be greater with Miles uh, Miles Sanders as opposed to um, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that no doubt. Sense. No doubt. And I I'd also say I mean if you look at the draft pool, you're not going to get a player like Miles Sanders in the draft. Um, if I do what I know I'm going to do. <laughs> if I do alerts. what I know I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know I'm going to do it, but if I do it, yeah. <laughs> Gotta leave a little room for surprise. <laughs> surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, I mean, you take 
you take out the top two running backs in this draft class, and I what he doesn't draft till the ninth round or the tenth round. Uh, right? something like that. Let me pull yeah. up my my sheet here. He's got. You know, sp- yeah, he's got six keepers, seven keepers, seven keepers. Yeah. Sorry, um, seven and keepers, and he got... traded. <laughs> then he traded his next four picks, I think. Uh, I think next three, but yeah, like he traded like he traded about half of those. Some of those were already yeah. traded from previous yeah. franchise. Yeah, I should have said Gaylord traded those. My bad. Yeah, but... get your shit together. Man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess he won't be picking to the twelfth. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> But yeah, he won't be picking. Not sure if this is. Is it blocked out? And we're back. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you you were still there the whole time. Oh, my fault. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm not cutting out. Maybe you're just hitting mute and I'm not noticing. And I I'm thinking it's disconnecting. Oh, no, I'm hearing the same stuff on my end too. So yeah, my fault. We're, we're uh, gonna find out what it sounds like in the end. And honestly, guys, <laughs> I may not do a whole lot of editing, so you're just gonna have to deal with this shit for this episode. So worth it. <laughs> Anyways, Winfield won't be drafted until I believe the twelfth round. So yeah, you're not gonna get a quality running back in the twelfth round unless no. it's like a lucky rookie sort of thing. Yeah, so where you just hit a lottery ticket. Yeah. So I think it's a fair trade. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. So next up, um, almost two months later, on July 29th, is when people started getting all panicky and uh, doing all the massive trades. Uh, first up, uh, we had a trade between Liberty and Ottawa, uh, where Liberty received Melvin Gordon, Austin Hooper, and Juju Smith-Schuster, and Ottawa received Hunter Henry and Debo Samuel. Clint, you greedy bastard, you did it again. Which one, though? That is the question. What do you mean, which one? Or, like, who won? Wasn't it a trade between two Clints? Oh. Liberty and Ottawa? Shit. I'm dumb. Joke over your head. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad joke. Yeah, I, mean, I just assumed, Clint, you did it again. It means Spiller fucked over somebody again. That was what I meant, and then I realized both of them were named Clint, so I tried to, like, rub that one up. Oh, God, that's oh. a jerk-off reference. <laughs> Tried to oh. Oh. Gloss, gloss over that one, was what I meant oh. to say. Not rub that one out. I don't know that Look glossing time. it over, or I'm thinking glazing it over, doesn't really help any either. It's been almost a year since we've done a podcast, man. I forgot or, how to speak the English language. I don't think it was just from lack of doing the podcast, because we were doing a podcast last year, and you, you didn't speak the English language then either. I've also drank a lot of alcohol since then, so. Lime. Rest in peace, those brain cells. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, no, I think Spiller went, but did did Ottawa receive draft picks for that? No, there was no draft pick trade in this at all. Huh. You know, I... In a vacuum, I think I probably do lean towards Liberty on this one. But I honestly don't see many of these guys as being significant pieces at all. Maybe Melvin Gordon, maybe Devo Samuel, and the rest is just kind of fluff and filler. So this one didn't move the needle much for me one way or the other. But if I had to, you know, gun to my head, I'm going Liberty got the most value out of this trade. 
Yeah, that's that's how I am. I'm I'm not gonna say that he trade raped against Scott City, but um, <laughs> yeah. And this fight is back. All right. So next up, uh, <laughs> we have we have a trade between Liberty and the uh, now named Liberty Feeder Team, uh, Wichita, uh, formerly known as Wichita. Uh, where Liberty got George Kittle and Wichita got Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Chase Edmonds, and Raheem Mostert. Right. No, I mean, it's That's, not really a, it's not rape, but I don't like the trade for Jordy. Yeah, I, I don't understand the thought process on this at all. You know, the way the way that Wichita was looking no, prior needed, to that, he needed, like, he didn't have enough players like quality yeah. players to keep and put himself into contention so he's still in a rebuilding phase at that point why don't you just keep kittle and rebuild around that i don't uh-huh. i don't understand because now he's got these just filler pieces that aren't going to push him over the top yeah he might be pushing for seventh or eighth place but that doesn't do you any fucking good yeah i <clears throat> I can tell you right now that Jordy's really high on Mike Jacecki, and I'm not. I mean, he's I, top ten, top ten tight end. But as we talked about last year, there's really only four maybe tight ends that that really are different makers. A, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you could have got that late. You could have got Jacecki late in the draft, sort yeah. of thing. And then. Um, I don't know. Like I, you'd you'd want to keep Brandon Jacobs. That's Brandon it. Jacobs. He's retired. Brand- sorry, sorry, <laughs> so sorry. Josh Jacobs. My fault. Jangleheimer Schmidt. Uh, but since I did do that screw up, it's a good time to plug in Kansas State football, who is worthy to go to the Pac-12. Please, Pac-12, take us. But uh, <laughs> Brandon Jacobs' son just. Uh, he went to a camp at K-State, so Brandon Jacobs was on campus last week, and his son is 6'4", 240, and he's a sophomore. Nice. In high school. So, yeah, Wait, kid's going to be a beast. That can't all be muscle. Yeah. There's no six, way that's all muscle. It looked like it. There's no way. We're talking Derrick Henry stature right there. There's no fucking way. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right but yeah i don't i don't hate jordy's team i just don't love it i don't know why you'd keep baker mayfield yeah we'll, we'll get he, we'll get he, to the keepers here in a bit yeah spoiler yeah, yeah keep going sorry preview or foreshadow yeah this it just it wasn't good um and the trades that wichita made just got worse from here uh because next up we have on july 30th a trade between wichita and ottawa where uh wichita received baker mayfield and ottawa gets jerry judy that's bad yeah that one's bad like i can understand the previous trade especially in jordy's case since he he did plan on keeping a lot of these receivers where he would have been drafting, you're not going to get a running back. And he uh, he was already low on running back. So, I mean, I get 
the uh, trade with Spiller. I don't. I wouldn't have done it personally, but I'm not like God. That's horrible. This trade is horrible. Cause <clears throat> I don't know. You could have got. Fuck. I don't know if anyone would have taken Baker Mayfield before the fifteenth round. You know. Here's the other thing. He already had Joe Burrow. Yeah. And he's gonna keep him. Yeah. So okay. So even even if you go, you're you're thinking, hey, Joe Burrow may not be ready for Week One. There's enough quarterbacks you're going to get a one or two week fill in, so just draft somebody there. Don't give up a stud young receiver. Yep. For a backup quarterback, that's no, what, not even that good. Right. For fantasy purposes. Yeah. Which, I mean, Jerry Judy is technically unproven. He didn't have a great season last year, but he's still only twenty three. And the Broncos, they were a mess. You know, at quarterback, offensive line, everything. They were a mess last year. So his numbers were probably a little skewed. And you also got to remember that Cortland Sutton was hurt. So, like, people were doubling up on Judy, which he wasn't ready for that yet. So I think Jerry Judy's going to take a big jump this year. And you just traded him for somebody you're only going to play on a bye week. Yeah, maybe one, two weeks out of the year which is yep. stupid that you're right the previous trade with liberty i i understand the logic i very strongly disagree with it and i think it was a stupid trade but i get it yep. i understand how the logic flows from that but this one there's no logic behind this this is jordy got drunk and said fuck it you get a player you get a player you get all my players just just bad trade, Jordy, man. Yep. All right. Yep. So, final trade of the offseason that we had um, win, was between Winfield and Ottawa. Uh, Winfield received Jarvis Landry, a 10th round pick, and a 13th round pick. And Ottawa receives Miles Sanders, 18th round pick, and 19th round pick. You go first on this one. Okay. This one. I have a hard time deciding kind of how I'm feeling on this one. From Winfield's perspective, I kind of get it. And then I also kind of don't get it. Um, It it may just be that Jeffy isn't quite used to the league format yet. And I'll give him a little bit of a pass on that for understanding kind of how the keeper system works. Um, But he kind of really needed Miles Sanders as that second running back. So this this is kind of the negative side of it. Um, he really needed Miles Sanders as that second running back. If he's really kind of wanting to compete this year, and this is going to be kind of his last hurrah before he has to go into a big full-on rebuild, um, he needed Miles Sanders. Now, on the other side, um, he did significantly improve his draft capital, also did get uh, Jarvis Landry as well. You know, Landry's not going to be a needle mover, but he's not some chump that, He's not Baker Mayfield, you know. He's, he's going to be somebody you can put into the lineup. He's just not going to be as valuable to the lineup as what Miles Sanders was. So on this one, I get it from both sides. Like I, I really don't hate it. I think the value is probably about right for everybody. I just think on Winfield's side, it was kind of a situation where are you trying to rebuild or are you trying to compete? You know, you need to make right. all your moves go in one direction. Um so you can fulfill that goal, not trying to do both things at once. Right. I'm, I full on hate it for Winfield. And 
it's for a reason that we've previous, previously mentioned uh, lack of running back depth in this draft. Um, he kept no running backs whatsoever. He has three wide receivers, a tight end, and a player who plays running back, quarterback, and receiver in Isom Hill. Real quick, uh, Derek Henry does count as running back. Oh, sorry. my. <laughs> I'm going to scroll over. I was on round three to round nine. So. <laughs> Whoops. All right, well, I, I'm going to take back everything. <laughs> no, but, but, I mean, on the same sort of thing. He has one running back. He still needs to get his RB2. Plus, typically, you want your flex to be a you know running back unless you have really good receivers. And he's not going to get a draft until, I believe, the 12th round. So he's not going to get his number two running back until the 12th round. And there's not going to be much there. No. You know, and even if it's not necessarily the twelfth round, but once you start getting past the eighth, ninth round, there's just nothing there. You know, you're gonna have to hit on some lucky hits just to be able to put somebody into that second running back spot. Yep. I forgot he he did receive a tenth round pick, didn't he? Yeah, he got tenth and thirteenth. Yep. So he he did get a lot of rebuild value, but again, it goes yeah. into that he got Miles Sanders with the idea and goal to compete this year. Yep. But now he's taking that compete and just going into rebuild. And if that's the case, he should be selling his other pieces for full-on rebuild maneuvers. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, so was was that the uh, the last trade, or is there another one? Nope, that was the final trade of the offseason. Final trade. So should we move into keepers and whatnot? Yeah, I think we should. And I think kind of the format we'll go with, just so the listeners know, uh, we're going to go uh, team by team in draft order. Um, talk about who the keepers were, uh, whether we thought that they kept somebody they uh, didn't or that they shouldn't have or they should have kept somebody that they didn't, and then kind of go over what we think uh, the goals for that team will be in the draft. Sounds good. So let's go ahead and kick it off um, with the Cleveland Steamers. Um, they obviously uh, did not keep anybody, and Brandon, I'll just go ahead and let you kind of start off and describe your strategy. Well, I didn't have much keep value. Um, I think the only two players worth keeping were Nick Chubb and Julio Jones. And I don't think Julio Jones is worth the second round pick. And I had the number one overall pick anyways, which I got to give you credit, douchebag. You're the one that reminded me that. What's up? So, <laughs> so originally the plan, the whole, whole offseason was to keep Chubb. But I was like, well, fuck it. I have the number one overall pick anyways. Might as well drop everybody and just see what's available so i mean i i don't think there's really that much to talk about i didn't have that much keeper value and so it's complete reset yep i agree you know and kind of like what i was telling you i'll kind of explain everybody else he you've got the first pick anyway so if you'd have kept chubb that's probably who your first round pick is anyway but if you drop chubb and somebody better just happens to become available you know in case somebody else forgets to set their keepers now you've got that first-round pick to go ahead and grab that better player. You know, worst case where it comes to worst, you're going to get shoved back anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, I don't know what your goals are for the draft, but something I'm going to kind of go over with a few other teams as well. Um, going into the season, it looks like there's probably only a few teams that are really kind of uh, title contender uh, caliber teams. 
Um, so you need to either be making the decision to try to compete this year or rebuilding for next year as some of these title teams start to, you know, get a little bit older. Uh, their players start to become a little less productive. Um, so really you're aiming for one of those two. Um, with, with your position, I think it's very much a just aim for youth and value and rebuild and get ready for 2022. Yep, and I mean it's a good year to do it too because a lot of these teams, based on how they kept their players, they kept a lot. You know, uh, some people kept more than we projected because I know we both made our projections before this, and uh, I did compare those projections, but I was closer. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yes, it is before a lot of the trades too. And it was. Update. <laughs> so it was. It you was. can't hold that one against me. I take my wins how I get them. But, <laughs> but I mean, it. from everything I've heard, this is a pretty strong rookie class, and I'm going to have a lot of the I – think, I think I have like seven of the first ten picks or six of the first ten, something like that. So, nah, that's not right. Seven oh. of the first twelve. I, I added it up, and I forgot. Too many alcohols. So. <laughs> Too many alcohols. No, I think, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're in a pretty good position to do a rebuild. It's just a, you got to hit your picks and – Get the right value. Yep, yep, yep. So does that move us on to Wichita? Yeah, no, it moves us on to the Liberty Theater system. Okay. That's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp on it because those trades keep pissing me off. Like, <laughs> first, Who knew that? Who first knew it was that? Saquon Barkley. Uh, now it's George Kittle. And I guess previously it was Adrian Peterson. So, like, they <laughs> never work out, but the value is always horrible for Wichita. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe Wichita is putting some sort of voodoo hex on these and yeah. just keeps getting fucked over by them because Saquon <laughs> keeps getting hurt. He's like, God damn it, I can't use him now. Right. That that That's the one that cracks me up, that trade, because, I mean, we were both like, this is borderline worst trade ever. And really, I mean. I stand by it. I 100% stand by it. You know, you can look back in hindsight. That's fine. But at that point, you're just being very subjective and say, well, yeah. now that we know this, it's like you can't, it, when I'm making these evaluations, I don't know what's going to happen. I can only project. Mm-hmm. And reasonable proje- projections are, this is a fucking stupid trade. Right. And I stand by that 100%. I could yeah. be wrong on this, but I stand by it 100%. Yeah. Fight me. And, and, <laughs> and like we said on this one, though, I mean, at least, at least old Jordy got some running back value for that trade. Because, I mean... He significantly helped his running backs, but as we've already mentioned tonight, there's only about four difference makers at tight end, and Jordy just traded who I would say is the number two tight end in the league behind Kelsey. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. So uh, yeah, we have the Wichita um, Liberty Peter team up here. Um, they ended up keeping uh, by quarterback. They have Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow. Uh, running back, they have Josh Jacobs, uh, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, uh, James Conner, and Melvin Gordon. Uh, running back, or excuse me, wide receiver is Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, and tight end is, uh, I don't remember his first name, Gasicki. Mike. Mike Gasicki, uh, tight end of Miami. Honestly, yeah. I hate all of these keepers. I don't think they did anything <laughs> right here. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I don't hate his running backs. Melvin Gordon, he's going to be a upside player this year. And Josh Jacobs, 
is a really, really good running back. So I'd understand keeping those two. And then after that, I'd probably have kept DK Metcalf. And that's probably it for me. Just those three. Maybe you know, Amari Cooper. But... Yeah, I kind of get that. The, the concern I have with Jacobs is the Kenyon Drake signing, where they paid him like eight, nine, ten million dollars, however much it was. That's, so, like, it's true. That's a lot of money to pay a running back. And Josh yeah. Jacobs already didn't have enough of a workload in the passing game. So, I'm worried about his workload going down. And then they traded off like their entire offensive line, so he has no offensive line. Yeah, like it's just. Uh, with Melvin Gordon, there's a pretty good rookie running back right behind him, so maybe Melvin Gordon lasts the whole year. I would bet that, that rookie gets a chance to see some time sooner rather than later. But if, if Melvin Gordon sticks around for the whole year, he probably got good value out of that. And it, I don't know, it, I could see his team kind of maybe being able to compete for playoffs, but I don't see it being able to be like a, a deep playoff team, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Um, I mean, he he doesn't have a terrible team. So, I mean, if those running backs pay off for him, he's kind of set. Because I think Joe Burrow is going to take a big step forward this year. And his receivers aren't terrible. I mean, Metcalf and Cooper and Cooks, it's pretty good. And Jusecki's a top 10 tight end, but he's still only, I think he had, what, 500 yards receiving last year? Something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, he's not a difference maker. And the running backs are a little shaky uh, outside of Jacobs. Uh, Gordon, because, I mean, what's San Francisco's system with Mostert? And there's, like, two others, right, that's in the mix there? Yeah, then they got Trey Sermon, um, and then yeah. it, I think after week six, they should be getting Jeff Wilson back, who was, by the end of the year, the starter last year. So, like, yeah. I, I just – I don't see this by the time it gets to playoff period. Right. I could see a lot of his guys being non-factors. All right, and then Edmonds and Connor, they're both – yeah, good luck yeah, they're, they're going to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Good luck, Wichita. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, as far as what I think his, his uh, draft plan should be is obviously aim for value, and then he's going to have to hope that players that he kept uh, and some of the players that he drafts are going to pan out immediately because um, he really doesn't have a lot of longevity to build on. But by the time he starts to get around to drafting, there's not going to be good young players to be able to build the team around so he's he's in a position where he has to aim for this year he just that's really his only option yep 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 concurred alrighty so next up we have uh, Lehigh uh, they kept a lot of people that, uh, eight yeah it was weird no they kept nine was it not yeah that was Taylor, Jefferson, Pittman, Ruggs, Fuller, Prescott, Hertz, Butker, and who was the ninth? Acres. Ah, did he keep Acres? I thought he dropped him. No, he kept Acres. If you scroll down gotcha. on his team, it's in the IR spot. So gotcha. gotcha. Kind of easy gotcha. to overlook. Yeah. Well, I mean, I if I'm in his shoes, I probably wouldn't have kept Hertz or Butker. And with Acres, it's kind of a toss-up. Because he is still a really high-talent player, but he's not going to be playing this year. So, I, I mean, I think if he would have dropped Acres, he may have had a chance to get him kind of later and get more value out of that spot. But I can't really bash him for dropping him or keeping him either. No. Um, but I definitely wouldn't have kept Jalen Hurts or Butker. Everybody else, I can 
I can see a point. So. Yeah, the only two the only two keepers that I really liked were um, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't like the Jalen Hurts pick, um, just or the keeper, just because he. If you're going to keep Prescott, you've already got your starting quarterback. Don't keep a second quarterback. Um, I understand the Michael Pittman one, kind of a young, high upside guy. Um, honestly, I don't like the Akers thing at all, and it's just because yeah. it is an Achilles injury, and the odds of him coming back and being productive for what we're thinking he would have been, you know, before that injury are extremely low. Um, I would have just dropped him and let somebody else deal with the headache and the heartache, and then just no. Um, Henry Ruggs, I understand the logic there. I just, I, I wouldn't have kept him just to to be able to get that extra draft spot back so that I can rebuild the team for for you know how I would want to do it. Uh, kind of the same thing with Will Fuller, but Kurt, it's a kicker. <laughs> you drafted a kicker in the ninth round. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, thank you. Because fuck Lehigh, but terrible. He's he's a top kicker in the league, so I mean I I get it, but the point differential said, is not enough. As you said, yeah, as you said, ninth round. Yeah, I don't know. There should never be a kicker that goes before like round thirteen or fourteen, unless you have like all your, you know, like for me, I'll be done drafting in the fifteenth round. Sure. So I. I so, might draft a kicker kind of early this year. Yeah, but but before before your you know thirteenth or fourteenth pick, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, before, man. basically, you filled out the entire rest of your roster. Right. So yeah. So Lehigh's plan is going to have to be, he's going to have to hit running backs hard in the draft, and it's going to be from a bunch of nobodies, and he's just going to have to hope somebody hits because. At this point, he doesn't have a second running back, and you can't compete without two solid running backs. Yep. Yep. So I think that leads us to what, Gerard? Yep, yep. Uh, and Gerard only kept uh, Russell Wilson. Yep. Boo. Yeah. I, <laughs> I need to look back at that little sheet that you sent me, but. Okay. I can't remember who all the players were on his team that he had because I, I know both you and I thought he was going to keep three to four, if I remember right. Yeah, it. Yeah, you had four. You thought he'd keep Rojo, Thielen, Lockett, and Wilson. And yeah, I was and that's kinda... just based on who I I anticipated him doing, not who I thought he should. Yeah. Like, honestly, I didn't like him keeping anybody. The only person I could have seen maybe understood would have been Mike Davis. I don't know that I would have loved that, but I could see an argument for it. I, I don't think he should have kept Russell Wilson. You know, at that point, Russell Wilson, he's going to be like a, a fifth or sixth round value. So I would have just dropped him. That way I can get that earlier draft spot, start uh, grab some of those younger, higher upside players like Nick Chubb or uh, Najee Harris or, you know, guys like that. Um, that way they can actually... First two picks in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I chose those two guys. I I don't want to give any ideas out to anybody, but you know that—that's kind of the idea. Like, it, it, the value just wasn't there. So, but he also didn't have a lot of guys that were valuable anyway. So I don't know that I would have kept anybody. You know, that, I think that's the same boat I'm on. Um, I think he probably should have done a complete reset, but I'm happy that he didn't. Yeah. So I, I think honestly, you know, he's got Russell Wilson, but I think he's going to be in the same boat as you. Is really what his goal should be: is to aim for youth, aim for value. Look to try to compete in 2022 and 
Like th- yep. that should be his goal. Yep. All right. Next up, we have Potter Muggles. Uh, they kept uh, Miles Gaskin, Gus Edwards, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews, CD Lamb, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Let's go, Clyde. Uh, Hawkinson, Curtis Samuel, <laughs> James Robinson, and Keenan Allen. <laughs> um. So, so let me let me start with this one. But at first, at first, I looked at some of the keepers that he kept, and I was kind of—I don't want to say like I hated him keeping them, but I was like, "Why would you keep those guys?" And then I remembered he received a lot of trade value. So mm-hmm. he has a pick that he received for the eighth round from me or from Winfield. Then he has my ninth round pick and Winfield's ninth round pick. So I mean, he he gets to keep what eleven players or ten players, whatever it was, and uh, he has three picks before the tenth round. You yep. know, yep. so so I actually I completely agree with everybody you kept. His tight ends are set, his receivers are set, his running backs are set. He just needs a quarterback, which he'll be able to get a good one in the eighth round. Yep. You know, I I don't agree with everybody he kept, um, but I don't. I don't disagree strongly. I understand the logic, and I don't hate it. The ones I didn't really like, I didn't like the Gus Edwards, um, I didn't like Curtis Samuel, and I didn't like James Robinson, and it's all because of Travis Etienne being added there. Um, I understand the rationale behind it, and I really don't hate it. I don't think it was stupid moves. It's just me personally, I probably would have dropped those just to move myself up a few. Um, that way it can start to get some of those you know, those younger guys start to stockpile because you've already got your starting roster basically set anyway. Um, But at that point, I'm kind of nitpicking. I I do kind of anticipate Potter being a pretty good team this year. He's just got to, he's got to nail his quarterback and find somebody good that he can trust. Yep. Yep. Completely agreed. So that leads us to you. Yes, it does. Sucker. What's up? (laughs) The league leader in winning percentage. Take that. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess I will describe your team, you dirty cocksucker. Um, hey, 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 hey. I clean those cocks before I suck them. <laughs> well, God bless you. <laughs> Soap and water. Yep. <laughs> In cinnamon. All right. So. <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've made your point clear that you only like keeping one quarterback, and that's what you did, Lamar Jackson, you fucking prick. I can't believe you got him. Uh, Running backs, uh, you traded one of the best in the league, yet you still have three proven running backs and a running back who is looking to take a huge step this year and probably is going to in J.K. Dobbins. Uh, So your running backs are set with Swift, Dobbins, Gibson, and Mixon. I don't think I'm missing anybody there, right? No, that's it. Yep. Yeah, then, that's rece- it. <laughs> then your receivers, uh, you got Moore, McLaurin, and Robinson, which, I mean, they're you're, you're set there. It's not as impressive as your running backs, but good receivers. And then your tight ends, Fant and Goddard. And the only, the only person that I would probably not have kept is Goddard, but... That's just because me and you have a difference of opinion on him. I will uh, defer to my argument last year about Noah Fant because he turned out to be pretty all right, has a bright future. But I'm still not sure, or still not sold on 
Is it Goddard or Godair? Uh, I think if you say Godair, it does Godair. a lot better to piss off Dakota, so go with Godair. All right, yeah. Fuck Godair. <laughs> but <laughs> not, a, not a fan. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, th- I think I don't have any complaints other than fuck you. So. <laughs> No, I, I get it. Um, I I think you alluded to it earlier. I don't think there's really a, a lot of weaknesses at all on this team. I do kind of think that um, the tight end position isn't as solid as what I would like. But it's it's the tight end, you know. It, at that point, it's unless you've got one of the big three or the big four, you don't really have much. Um, I do think that uh, – uh, one of Fant or uh, Goddard could take the next step forward and become a, a reliable contributor, but I don't see those as huge advantage. Um, obviously, I think I nailed my draft or my keepers. Um, I think at this point, really, what I'm looking to do is probably just get value where I can, um, find somebody, find players that I can, you know, set into my lineup on bye weeks or you know for injuries, and that's really kind of what the goal is going to be. Yep, yep, yep. All right. What's up? All right, (laughs) next up, we've got Scott City. They ended up keeping uh, Kyler Murray, um, Austin Eckler, Robert Woods, and Tyreek Hill. And do you know who you projected him to keep? Those exact four. Do you know who I projected him to keep? I think those exact four. That is correct. All right. So that was just the only one we both nailed. Happy days. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think, yeah, I mean, of all the players he had, which is crazy because Scott City was pretty good last year, weren't they? I, everybody in the West was pretty good last year. Yeah. I, I think they all ended up 9-5. Uh, and five. Like, every team yeah. in the West was 9-5 and five last year. Yeah. Yep, yep, which yep, was yep. a wild tiebreaker <laughs> scenario. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd improve his team this year. He has a solid running back. He has two good receivers. He set at quarterback. And he still has some pretty early picks. I think he'll be picking the 10th overall pick in the draft. So, I mean, he can get that second running back there. Um, just depending on how the first 10 picks go, because as we said, there's not that much running back depth. But he still should be able to get a worthy running back two in that fifth pick. So I think he made the right decision with his keepers. Yep, I, I think you're exactly right. Um, the way that I'm looking at his, at his team as currently constructed – um, his goal is going to have to be he's going to have to hit uh, running back depth real early. He's already got uh, the strength at the wide receivers that he can kind of put that on the back burner, especially with the depth in the draft, and just kind of hammer away at those running backs and hope that he can get uh, you know starting caliber guys built up there. Yep. So on to Hatua. Hatua. <laughs> really emphasize that H. I'm yeah. proud of that. Yeah. All right, Ottawa has kept uh, some guy named Patrick Mahomes, uh, Alvin Kamara, Calvin Ridley, uh, McCaffrey, Logan Thomas, Chase Claypool, T. Higg- or, uh no, not T. Higgins, uh, Miles Sanders, and Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he did. The only player I probably would have not kept was Thomas. I understand why he kept him, the tight end. Because uh, he didn't have a tight end on roster, and he's not going to be drafting till late. So, I mean, if you think that's going to be the best best available, you probably keep him. But I don't think he would have been the best available. I think he could have got a little bit better than Thomas. 
but he said at running back, said at quarterback. Uh, his receivers, he's going to need a little bit of help with. I think Ridley will be huge this year, especially with Julio leaving Atlanta. Um, but I'm not completely sold on Claypool or Judy quite yet, although I do think both of them are poised to become stars in the future. So I'd understand why you would keep them. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I don't know that I like the Logan Thomas pick at all. Um, just because Logan Thomas, if you look at some of the stats, he was insanely efficient uh, on very, very few targets. Uh, I don't think that's going to continue this year. I think he's going to regress back towards the mean, and I don't think he's going to be that difference maker kind of guy that he was in that very, very small sample size at the end of the year. Um, outside of that, I don't, I don't know that I also like the Chase Claypool pick, and I think this is mostly going to – I don't know which – Pittsburgh wide receiver that I like the most. They're all kind of meh, and I also don't trust Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and Otto was kind of limited. He could only keep eight players. You know, obviously that's exactly what he did. So I think what I would have done instead is uh, drop Logan Thomas, drop Chase Claypool. I would have personally kept T. Higgins and Cortland Sutton. I think those guys offer higher upside. And at that point, you know. You don't really have anybody at um, tight end at that point anyway, but once you get past the you know that top tier, you don't really have it, anybody at running back or at tight end anyway. So I would have just drafted somebody else, you know. Yep. 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 All so. right. So on to the Thundercocks. Boom! 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 That was my thunder. <laughs> Wasn't very electric. It was electrifying. Hey. Hey, this uh, this Colorado whiskey is actually starting to <laughs> improve in a little bit. The first sip I had, I wasn't a big fan because it's corn whiskey. Which, Ooh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah but anyways, <laughs> Thundercocks. Got three players. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Mike Evans, and Chris Carson. Nope. Terrible decisions to keep any of them. Uh, they're all scrubs. Hey, you're um, so bullshit. I know. I just wanted, I really wanted Dalvin Cook. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, I mean, I think he made the right decision with Timmy Cab. Uh, I think there's a debate that you could have dropped Chris Carson, but at the same time, running back's not very strong in this draft, so Carson may have been off the board by the time he was picking at three, so. He has a strong number two running back. He has a very strong number one running back, a very strong number one receiver, and early draft picks. So probably a good decision. Yep, I, I agree. I, if I were in his position, I would have kept the exact same folks. Um, I think his plan for the draft needs to be uh, – he's going to be drafting early enough that he may be able to grab a solid uh, running back three. And if you can, I say grab that guy. That way you've got depth for the season. And then just kind of work on building up the rest of your roster as the value falls to you. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, so he'll be in the same boat as me and Gerard, except in a little bit better shape. Yeah, he's gonna be in a lot better shape. So he he's a guy who could potentially contend for this year, um, but it's gonna kind of depend on how the draft pans out for him. So I do believe that that moves us on to uh, Winfield Nut Grabbers. Yep. 
Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Jevy kind of a pass on yeah his yeah. selections just because it's his first year having to make keeper selections and and, and Cody learn. did not Cody did not leave him in a good position. Either. No, oh god, he got fucked over. But <laughs> at the same time, he also didn't make good decisions either. Yeah. But year one, you'll learn, you'll figure out how how the system works and how to build the value. So, yeah. Thanks for tanking your team this year. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so All right. Winfield kept uh, Derek Henry, Deontay Johnson, Travis Kelsey, Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so would not have kept Hill. I don't think I would have kept Cousins. Oh. Probably don't keep Landry. Uh, what Johnson did he have at receiver? Sorry. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, see, and that's another toss-up. Like, same same boat that you're in with Chase Claypool, I am with Deontay Johnson. Like, which one of those guys are going to be good? Which one's going to be a dud? Yeah. So I probably would not have kept Johnson. You know, because at that point, the other guys you're getting rid of outside of Michael Thomas. Okay, so even if you're factoring in Michael Thomas, you're doing Deontay Johnson at a fourth-round value, and I don't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah, so if I'm him... I would not have traded. He he had Miles Sanders for a minute, right? Yeah. Then he traded. Yeah. Yeah. I would have kept Sanders, Sanders, or excuse Sanders, me, Sanders, and Sanders. Colonel Sanders, <laughs> Miles Sanders, and Charles Sanders. Who's Charles Yeet. Sanders? You ask. I don't know, but he should have fucking kept him. <laughs> Faux shizzle, but <laughs> yeah, I would have kept Henry Sanders, Michael Thomas, and Kelsey. That's what I would have done. So. Yeah, that I I think you and I are on the same mind on this one. Um, the only one I'm a little bit iffy on is the Michael Thomas one, and that's strictly just because yeah. he is a little bit older. He's going to miss half the season already just because of uh, health concerns and the surgery and whatnot. He's been shown to have some issues with coaching staff, and like I said, he's old enough that honestly, I I would either look to trade him or just let somebody else deal with the headache while I'm getting ready to go into a rebuild. You know, I think if he'd have kept Miles Sanders, I would have been more on board with Michael Thomas. But since he got rid of his RB2, he's going to be in a real tough position to be able to compete. You know, with Derrick Henry, with Travis Kelsey, he's already got a strong advantage at both those positions. But because he doesn't have that depth elsewhere, he's, I don't know, it's looking like he's potentially going to be middle of the road kind of thing. and. That's not where you want to be. You either want to be kind of towards the end so you can rebuild or, you know, obviously contending. Right. And my only reasoning I was keeping Michael Thomas is because since he's so handcuffed already, um, you're keeping it up there in age, but he's still only 28. So I I still think he has a couple big years left in him. But yeah. I completely completely agree with all your question marks around him and one thing that we are forgetting too is he does not have drew Brees throwing to him he's gonna have you know yeah and i if i'm either i might be wrong on this he might be on his last year of his contract too i think so yeah so he'll probably be leaving yeah he'll be gone next year so who knows where the hell he's going and that that always makes me iffy so i i don't i don't hate the michael thomas pick i 100 percent get it and i think i would have been on the fence on keeping as well but i think based on some of the other moves that he made might have been smarter to try to shop him, move on from him, and let somebody else deal with the headache. Yep. Is uh, Taysom Hill, is he projected to win the starting job? Because I thought Jameis was winning. 
Uh, who the fuck knows? From what I've heard, it, it, I've been I've seen both. Right? Who the fuck knows? It, it, yeah. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, I yeah. wouldn't have taken Taysom Hill before within the first seven rounds. I wouldn't have taken Kirk yeah. Cousins within the first seven rounds. Like, yeah, he should just drop both yeah. quarterbacks. Agreed. He would have figured it out. Like I said, Jeff, you'll figure it out, but what a way to have to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so this leads us to Scrub Nasty of the Year, Liberty. We should really have, like, an intro for that. Scrub, scrub Nasty. Scrub Nasty. <laughs> Damn right. I'm going to figure out these sound effects. Don't worry, guys. It'll get better. <laughs> well, tr- trade Rape McGee did it again. <laughs> And now he's solidified at every position. Fuck yeah. you, Clint. <laughs> I want... Okay, I'm going to issue a challenge to Spiller. Uh, I want you to figure out how to draft a team sometime. I don't think you actually know how to draft a team. Like You've <laughs> never had to draft your team. Everybody's just giving you fucking players to keep making your team be fucking studly. So, figure out how to draft your own damn team. I, I believe you just want him to drop all his studs. Shut the fuck up. Let him fuck it up. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> yeah, I the only I think the only question mark with Spiller um, for who he kept was maybe Deshaun Watson because we don't know if he's going to be in prison or on the football field. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, with the amount of players that you kept, I think Watson's still a you know thirteenth round value as that would be where he would or twelfth round value, I guess. Yeah. So I mean. It's it's worth it. Plus, you have your backup of, you know, your already starting quarterback and Josh Allen. So I mean, I don't really have any complaints. Uh, you know, I've got a few few picks that I disagree with, and I I I think I'm being real nitpicky with these ones. Um, I don't know that I would have te- kept uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, oh, do we actually? We didn't actually say uh, yeah. who all he kept. Uh, so he got Josh Allen, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Sean Watkins, DJ Shark, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Juju Smith-Schuster, Austin Hooper, and George Kittle. Um, so that being said, the ones that I didn't really like, uh, Tony Pollard, uh, it's just he's a backup running back. Maybe you don't trust the Zeke thing, so you handcuff him, but at that point, I would have just left that draft pick open. Um, I don't know that I like the Devin Singletary pick either. Uh, I just don't know that he's going to be enough of a difference maker. I would have just, similar sort of thing, maximize your draft value. Um, and then Austin Hooper, you've already got George Kittle. You don't need to keep another tight end. And then Deshaun Watson. So that's four guys that I probably would have dropped myself. Which would have significantly increased his uh, draft value, so I, I don't know. I, I'm nitpicking, so I don't. I don't really hate hate any of those those keepers, but I don't know that those were necessarily the best options. And I I do think that a little bit of this is Spiller going, shit. I haven't had to draft in like ten years, so I'm just not going to keep or I like I'm not going to let it up to chance and have to figure out who to draft. Uh, I'm just going to basically keep everybody in. Hope it works out for me, which it never does. <laughs> yeah, I I Stop see your everybody. points. <laughs> I see your points, but my, my argument with uh, Singletary and Pollard's the same broken record thing I've been saying this entire podcast, but there's not that much running back depth. So, I mean, if you just take those two out, 
I don't think those two are will be available by round eleven. I think they'll both be gone based on what's available at running back. And that's um, fair. Like I said, I I get it. I just don't know that I agree with it. And like yeah. I really don't strongly disagree. Like there's some other uh, things that we've talked about that I really 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 didn't like. Uh, this this doesn't really fall into that category for me. Yeah, I gotcha. Which leads us to the champion. To the, the champ. Man. The Marysville Packers. Who's going to suck this year? Which they, I think they also got the uh, <clears throat> they got the luckiest bit of news a couple days oh, before a keeper deadline ever. Can I tell you? Backup running back. Can Darryl I just Henderson say how Jr. much became the fucking like Marysville was started. really frustrating me this offseason and not through anything that they were doing, but the fact that the whole Aaron Rodgers drama. Ah, uh, yeah. There was a part of me. I'm not gonna lie. There was definitely a part of me like, kind of hope Rogers leaves. The Marysville team's gonna suck, <laughs> which is gonna <laughs> leave the division open. Right. Uh, but then I was like, but I want Aaron Rodgers to stay because I want the Packers to do well. So I, there was a part of me that was very conflicted. Obviously, I'm very happy that Rogers stayed as a Packers fan, but there was something in the back of my mind going, I could, I could win a little bit of money if Marysville just fucking sucks this year, right? Gets out of the way. Yeah, and then he gets fucking Daryl Henderson. Like, fuck off. Yep. But, yeah. Over... yeah. So he's super set at running back. He's super set at receiver. Oh, yeah, and, we, I mean, we, we his... should go over the team as well. We didn't actually do that. Yeah, go for it. Sorry. All right, he's got Aaron Rodgers. He's got David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Daryl Henderson, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Adams, uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, Darren Waller, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I mean, Herbert as your backup quarterback is pretty solid. Young, talented, had a great rookie year. I agree. I, you know, I I like everybody he kept except for Justin Herbert. And it, it's strictly just the, I don't know that I keep a second quarterback. You can, you can pivot, you can do, I think you can get just as good a value because, let's be honest, when when is he really going to start Justin Herbert over Aaron Rodgers? By week, yeah. So one week of the year, you know, you can get similar enough production from somebody else, like a Matt Stafford, for one week. You know, um, just use that spot to move up and try to grab somebody a little bit better that can contribute a little bit more solidly to your roster. Yeah, and I, I get it. Like I'm not. This is again one I I'm not a hundred percent against. I don't think it's stupid. Just. There's a he could have been a little bit more efficient with his keepers, from my perspective. Yeah. All right. Well, those those were the keepers, man. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> please please leave a, a rating and review, and uh, leave a comment below. Uh, don't, don't forget to hit that like button. Yeah, smash subscribe. that like button. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> All right, the beer of the pods starting to get to me. Oh yeah. Um, I think uh, probably next week uh, we'll be coming out with our post-draft review, kind of going over the draft and telling everybody how terribly they did. Yes, sir. Except for us, because obviously each of us thinks that we'll have fucking crushed it and fuck everybody else. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellent, so... You should see a doctor about that. That is not what you should be pissing. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) 
<laughs> it burns. It burns. That must be excellence. Right. <laughs> Shazam, motherfuckers. How <laughs> uh, do I stop this? It just paused. It just paused. Stop. Stop. Oops. Uh,